Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, John Hoover. It is Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John Hoover, and for the next 30 minutes, I am in your ear. It's Thursday, October 24th. We do this thing every day. If you call yourself a Sooner fan, well, then you need to tell your friends, tell your family, heck, tell your cockatoo that you are locked on Sooners. Again, I'm John Hoover from 1077 The Franchise in Oklahoma City, 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Read my OU coverage and a lot more at thefranchiseok.com. Got three stories up this week. Got more coming. You just need to go to thefranchiseok.com. It's all free. No reason to log on. No emails. No passwords. It's all right there for you. You can also find my Big 12 coverage at sportingnews.com. And I don't think it matters whether it's going to be football games or big press conferences or interviews on the side. Whatever it is, you know I'm going to bring it all to you right here every day in the Locked on Sooners podcast. I know you people do the social media thing. So right now I want you to go follow me on Twitter at John E. Hoover. If you're on Facebook, find me at John E. Hoover Media. And if you do the YouTube thing, definitely, definitely look for John Hoover on YouTube because I got all the OU interviews, post-game analysis, and a heck of a lot more on YouTube at John Hoover. And don't forget to follow Locked On Sooners on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. It's Thursday, so that means we take a look at the watch list. That is three players to watch for Oklahoma, three players to watch for Kansas State. We're going to take a spin around the NFL, see how the Sooners in the NFL are doing. We're going to get into some news and notes. And finally, it is here. The day has arrived. The one, the only, the bat signal himself, Blinken Riley, joins the Locked On Sooners podcast in our final segment. You will not want to miss that. Blinken Riley, Locked On Sooners. If he's Batman, I'm more than happy to be Robin. We got a whole ton of stuff to get to, so let's get this thing started. First things first, Sooners are at K-State this week, 11 a.m. Saturday at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, Manhattan, Kansas, the Flint Hills of northern Kansas. Wildcats last week beat TCU in Manhattan 24-17, and now they're 4-2 overall, 1-2 in Big 12 play, while Oklahoma is 7-0 and 4-0. Sooners still number five in the polls, although I ranked OU number three in my FWAA Super 16 ballot this week, right behind Ohio State and LSU. Oklahoma is a 23-and-a-half-point favorite on Saturday. And after this game, this is big, people. The Sooners get an open date, and so do I. K-State has the number one pass defense in the Big 12, number five in the nation, and they allow only 152 passing yards per game. And that, we know, is no fluke because the Wildcats also have the lowest opponent passer rating in the Big 12, a minuscule 105.88. That's ranked 10th in the nation. So we might as well figure out who we're going to watch. The watch list. If K-State does have the best pass defense in all the land, I mean, they did hold OSU to 153 yards passing and Baylor to 268, then I would suggest Jalen Hurts is on the watch list. Hurts was really, really good last week against West Virginia. After, you know, he'd been sloppy with the football a couple times against Kansas and Texas, he really cleaned it up against the Mountaineers, going 16 out of 17 for 316 yards, and he accounted for five total touchdowns. In his quest to win OU's third consecutive Heisman Trophy, but yeah, you know what, maybe it's the quest of everyone around him. Uh, either way, Hertz moved up to second in the weekly Heisman straw polls this week. Tua's ankle injury is going to hurt his chances, and Joe Burrow still has games to play against Auburn and Alabama and possibly the SEC title game, so he could falter for sure. 
Hertz has the tough part of his schedule coming up as well in Iowa State and Baylor, plus TCU stingy defense and the rivalry game with Oklahoma State, followed by the Big 12 championship. That sounds kind of daunting, yes, but it's also a stretch where Hertz, if he performs in those games at a high level, he could win the darn thing. My second sooner to watch, you know me, it's a twofer. It's the tackles, Eric Swenson and Adrian Ely. Those guys came back from injury against Texas, and they played mostly great. And then last week against West Virginia was the first time all season that the offensive line had the same starting five from the week before. And against one of the Big 12's better front lines, remember Darius and Dante Stills, the big defensive tackle twin brothers, they played mostly great again. This week they'll be going up against arguably the Big 12's best defensive end tandem. Reggie Walker on the left side of the offensive line and Wyatt Hubert on the right side. Hubert leads K-State with three quarterback sacks and Walker, he doesn't have any sacks, but he does lead the team with four quarterback hurries. Now listen, K-State is last in the Big 12 in quarterback sacks with eight, and they're last in the Big 12 with just 30 tackles for loss, and that's by a lot. By comparison, Oklahoma has 22 sacks and 58 tackles for loss. So on the surface, those guys are probably not going to get to Jalen Hurts a lot, but it only takes one hit to change the season, guys. Eric Swenson and Adrian Ely need to be on their game. And my third sooner to watch is Neville Gallimore. He's been Oklahoma's best defensive lineman all season, and every time he steps on the field this year, I've said it a lot, he makes money in the NFL draft. Gallimore's got 18 tackles this season, five and a half tackles for loss, three quarterback sacks, three quarterback hurries, and he leads the team with two forced fumbles. He's been a one-man wrecking crew. But if K-State's going to get its offense going, whether it's James Gilbert or Jordan Brown in the running game or Skylar Thompson in the passing game, they're going to have to have a plan for Neville Gallimore. And I do expect this K-State offensive line to have a plan. Here's why. The five linemen and the starting tight end are all seniors, every one of them. The center is Adam Holtorf, and he's a two-time Remington Award watch list guy. He's only started every game since the start of the 2017 season. The left guard is Evan Curl, who's played in 21 straight games and has started every game this season. And the right guard is Tyler Mitchell, who has 36 career starts up front. It might not be the best offensive line that Gallimore sees all year, but it is the most experienced. And he's going to need to have a big game to help keep Kansas State off the scoreboard and to keep making that money. My three Wildcats to watch. Let's start with the quarterback. Skyler Thompson's not going to beat OU with his arm. Not this year, anyway. He'd have thrown for 350 on the Sooners last year. But this year, he's not going to have that kind of success. His career high, which he said a couple of weeks ago, I think, against Baylor, is only 218 yards. He's a nifty runner. Yes, he, he can escape and he can move around. And he's fast enough to pick up chunks. He had a 61-yard run against the Big 12's best defense, TCU, last week in crunch time during a 95-yard touchdown drive. His thing is being efficient with the football, not turning it over, trying to make good decisions. If he's able to stay comfortable in the pocket and gets the ball out quickly, he'll be a problem for the OU defense. If they can get to him and disrupt his timing and make him uncomfortable, then I don't think he'll be much of a factor. My second K-State player to watch is defensive tackle Trey Deshaun. Here's why. I went up to Manhattan for their spring game last year when my daughter's team at the University of Tulsa soccer team played at, at a game, a spring game at Kansas State. After soccer, I went over to the football scrimmage and I interviewed Trey and a couple others about Bill Snyder's legacy. Ironically, he retired at the end of the year for that story I was working on for Sporting News. And then a couple hours later, my wife and I were grabbing a burger down in Aggieville, right? So I walk in, we order the burger. I'm sitting there waiting for the meal and uh, Trey was hanging out in there. Trey Dyshawn was hanging out in there with some of his friends. So we, I went up, I reintroduced myself and we chatted a little bit more. Really cool kid, very chill, super friendly. He started all 43 games of his career and he uh, is one of those guys that if there's an upset, this guy's going to be a big part of it. And my third Wildcat to watch is a little different for me. It's the kicker, Blake Lynch. 
I'm going here because this is if it, if it somehow turns into a close game, Blake Lynch is a kicker who he doesn't look like he's going to fold under pressure. He's seven out of eight on field goals this year, and he's 21 out of 24 in his career. He's fifth in the country right now, and currently he's the school's all-time leader in field goal percentage, 87.5% in both. And if you look at the weather, it's supposed to be just a little bit gusty on Saturday in the old Flint Hills. And his being at home, he's going to have a good understanding of how the winds move, how they swirl in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Again, if this game is close, if it's close, he could be an important player to watch. Up next on the Locked On Sooners podcast, we'll visit the Sooners in the NFL. And don't forget the final segment where we visit with the one, the only, the bat signal, Blink and Riley. All that's next on the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. Visit MyBookie.ag today. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What'd you guys do last Sunday? Me, I watched some football. Let's check in with the Oklahoma players in the National Football League. Sooners in the NFL. Okay, alphabetically, let's start with Arizona. Kyler Murray, another big game, 14 of 21, only 104 yards passing. He set a record, an NFL record for most completions by an NFL player in his first seven games, 162. So Kyler Murray off to a brilliant start. He also ran 10 times for 28 yards. And most importantly, the Cardinals won their third game in a row to move to 3-3-1 on the season. Now remember, they won just three games all of last season. So minor stats by Kyler Murray, but major win. Baltimore in the Ravens' 30-14 victory over Seattle. The uh, Rams fans like me, thank you for that, Ravens. Mark Andrews caught two passes for 39 yards, including a leaping, diving catch to set up a field goal, but he also had three drops. Very uncharacteristic. I bet he doesn't mind too much as the Ravens improved to 5-2 and two on the season. Orlando Brown started at right tackle, and the Ravens ran for more than 200 yards and averaged 5.7 yards per carry. Lamar Jackson only took one sack, so big-time performance by the Baltimore offensive line. Marquise Brown did not play because of an ankle injury. Buffalo, the Bills improved to 5-1 and one on the season. I said the Bills improved to 5-1 and one on the season. Somebody figure that one out for me. And as incredible as that is, it's partly because Jordan Phillips had a goal line sack of Ryan Fitzpatrick for a big loss of 10. The Bills had trailed 14-9 at halftime, and the Dolphins used like nine minutes of their opening drive in the second half, but they got nothing. On the next play after the sack, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw an interception and Buffalo ends up rallying for the win. Kind of turned the day around for the Buffalo defense and the Buffalo offense. Jordan Phillips finished with two tackles on the day. Cody Ford didn't pick up any stats at right tackle, but he did contribute. He got Miami's Christian Wilkins, the big defensive tackle, to take a swing at him. Yeah, that swing got Wilkins ejected and the Bills ended up running the football for more than 100 yards. And Josh Allen stayed mostly clean in the pocket and passed for over 200 yards. Cincinnati takes another L, 27-17 to the Jaguars. Joe Mixon, rough day. Ten rushes, two yards. He did catch a two-yard touchdown pass, so he's got that going for him. It was his first touchdown of the season. And uh, linebacker Jordan Evans did contribute one tackle. Houston, in a 30-23 loss to the Colts, Kenny Stills had his best game as a Texan. Four catches for 105 yards, including a 45-yard bomb down the right sideline. Jacksonville, the Jaguars beat Cincinnati 27-17. 
Sooner NFL Player of the Week, D.D. Westbrook, caught six passes for 103 yards and also ran the football two times for 14 yards. It was his first 100-yard game of the season. It was also the fifth time in Jacksonville's seven games this season that he has caught at least five passes. So D.D. Westbrook contributing big time up there for the Jaguars. All this after Westbrook had been questionable last week with a neck and shoulder injury. He didn't even practice all week. Then he comes out and has the big game where he played 53 of the team's 80 offensive snaps. He's currently questionable for this week's game, and he even missed practice again this past Wednesday. Kansas City wins 30-6 over Denver. Damian Williams, nine rushing attempts, only seven yards. He also caught two passes, minus one receiving yard. Blake Bell didn't record any stats, but he did get to play tight end on offense. They targeted him once, and he also played special teams. James Winchester was perfect on three field goal snaps, three PAT snaps, and all of his punt snaps. Los Angeles, the Rams beat the Falcons 37-10 in Atlanta. Good to see Obo Okoronkwo out on the field. Played a career-high 23 snaps on defense, and he really was effective. Two solo tackles and a quarterback hurry in the big win for the Rams. He tweeted after the game, man, that felt good. Good win today, my boys. And in Washington, the misery continues. A 9-0 loss to San Francisco. Adrian Peterson had a nice game. 20 rushes, 81 yards. He left with an ankle injury, but he said earlier this week he'll be available to play in tonight's game against the Vikings. And then Tressway, four punts for a 49.5-yard average. He's just killing it in Washington, including a 57-yard bomb. Before we get to Blinken Riley, we need to get some headlines from Lincoln Riley. News and Notes. Lincoln Riley said after practice last night that tight end Grant Calcaterra has been ruled out for Saturday's game at K-State. It's his third straight game that's Texas, West Virginia, and now Kansas State that he's going to miss. The team hasn't exactly disclosed what the injury is, but the secret's been out there for a couple days now, or a few weeks actually, so we might as well say it. It's a concussion, and Lincoln Riley hopes that by sitting Calcaterra out this week and getting him rested up next week during the open date, he'll be good to go for that tough finishing stretch. Next game is November 9th against Iowa State. Lincoln Riley went and got himself nominated for the Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award. Now listen, don't get too excited. There's like seven Coach of the Year Awards, and there might be like 30 names on each one right now. So not saying Lincoln's not a serious candidate. He certainly is, but this is almost like being on one of those preseason position award watch lists. It's not really anything to get excited about at the moment. And then last night after practice, Lincoln Riley was reminded of the Sooners' last two trips to Kansas State. Both of them got a little crazy. In 2015, remember the flight out of Oklahoma City was delayed by several hours and the team just kind of hung out at the, at the airport. Bob Stoops recalls many times how somebody, you know, ran off and got a bunch of different fast food to get the players fed while they waited to take off. Oh, you ended up winning that game, 55 nothing. Then two years ago, the game was delayed by more than 30 minutes by lightning. And the Sooners started, they just started slow. I mean, kind of like their last trip to Kansas three weeks ago. It was rainy, it was gray, it was cold. Anyway, they ended up trailing Kansas State 21-10 at halftime. And Lincoln was asked last night if his halftime speech had the right effect and if he's ever been so angry in the locker room. His quote was, that mad at half? I don't think so. That, That one's up there. That's one of those, you get done talking, you see stars for a second. Pretty funny. Y'all know we love us some football here on the Locked On Sooners podcast, but we do not ignore the other sports. Sooner Basketball. This one is officially unofficial. Bryce Thompson, the best player in Oklahoma, one of the best combo guards in the country, he took an official visit to OU this past weekend, and on Tuesday he posted on Twitter, had a great visit at OU. Thanks to Coach Kruger and staff for hosting me. 
tagged at OU Men's Basketball, and hashtag not committed. He has uh, reportedly narrowed his list to Kansas, North Carolina, OU, OSU, and Texas. He took official visits to Texas in August, uh, North Carolina, and Colorado in September. He visited Oklahoma State on September 28th, and then he took official visits to Kansas on October 5th. That was the late night at the Fog, remember, with uh, Snoop Dogg and his fake strippers and his money cannon. That was the same weekend OU was in town for the football game. And then he visited OU last weekend. Hmm... Up next on the Locked On Sooners podcast, I have flashed the bat signal, and he has arrived. It is Blinken Riley with some crazy stats that only he can deliver. Guys, I got a word from Roman. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and just take care of it. Just go to roman.com slash locked to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's roman.com slash locked. And we're back, and just like I promised, I've been promising all week, I teased you on Tuesday, I promised it on Wednesday, here we are on Thursday, and it is the very first edition on the Locked On Sooners podcast with the one, the only, Blinken Riley. Blinken, how are we doing today? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're doing good. Good. His name is Stephen Smith, and he is very gracious to, uh, to join the Locked On Sooners podcast. Stephen, tell us a little bit about yourself. First, before we before we unleash the genius that is Blinken Riley, tell us a little about Stephen Smith. Um, so I grew up, born and raised in Oklahoma, uh, went to OU, graduated from there, obviously fell in love with football. Well, I played sports all growing up, you know, I already liked football, but so o, OU is a fun place when you like football. Uh, moved down here to North Texas a few years ago, which is where I currently am. You know, I, I, I've always loved numbers stats math that's my thing so you know i have fun with it you have a bit of a cult following i was i was scrolling on your timeline today and i saw some responses where people are saying unleash the blinking (laughs) (laughs) my favorite is the bat signal or the blinking signal Um, yeah yeah i don't know start getting called out with the uh with the stats they're like i know who can come to our rescue and they throw up the blinking signal it's awesome yeah, I don't know who came up with that, but uh, that was pretty great. I, I, I got a chuckle out of that one. Yep, he is Stephen Smith. He is a.k.a. at Blinken Riley on Twitter. Tell us real quick about the uh, Blinken Riley Presents or Blinken Presents. What uh, What is that? And, and also you have a Twitch feed. Uh, yeah, so from time to time, um, myself and a couple other people will, you know, write Sooner-centric sports articles there at a uh, blink and rally presents.com and regularly we we do i think every wednesday night we actually um we do every a live show a live twitch show um which is great um it's at twitch.tv slash blink and riley but it's great it's it's a it's a cool way to you know talk sports um inter, in, like interact with the chat um it's it's great we we have fun with it and then you also have a YouTube channel. Yeah, we we have a YouTube channel where we uh, upload all the live shows. Um, so if you don't make the live show, um, you can watch and follow along. The chat stream is there on the screen, so you can you can figure out what we're talking about. 
That's very cool. I got to check that out. I haven't been on there yet. Yeah, like I said, we have we have fun with it. It's it's a we cover everything. We don't we don't just stick to sports, as they say. So how did you get going in this? Do you remember the the I guess the genesis of Blink and Riley? The whether it was the persona, uh, the the alias, or just you started throwing statistics out there and thought you needed an avenue for which to do this on Twitter or whatever it was. So. What happened was, you know, one day, you know how sometimes uh, politics and things like that kind of bleed over into your sports news and things like that. So I, I, I figured I would separate the two, right? I would just have a Twitter account that was just, you know, Sooner Sports stuff. So I was bored at work one day, and this was back when I was working from home. So I decided to create a new account. And there was li- very little thought that went into the the name the person I had thought the other day that it was or a few days before that it was a shame that Lincoln Riley's name didn't start with a B. You know, we've got <laughs> Benny, Bud, Barry, Bob, you know. And so <laughs> my mind it just immediately went to Blinken, which reminded me of the character from Robin Hood Men in Tights. And so I thought, hey, that's as good as that's a good as name uh, of a name as any. So uh, <laughs> that was that was the the genesis of Blink and Riley. Now that guy on your uh, Twitter profile photo, uh, that's Blinken from Men in Tights. I thought when I look at it, I think it's like John Lennon or somebody like that. <laughs> I mean, it kind of looks like uh, you know, kind of late John Lennon. Yeah, yes. I can get that. I get that vibe. But yeah, so I started following a bunch of Sooner writers, radio people. You know, the typical, you know, gamut of Sooner fan stuff. But I'm also a big baseball guy. And one of my favorite accounts is a an account called the Ace of MLB Stats. And he would always come up with these, like, crazy things like, you know, Barry Bonds uh, reached base more times in 2004 than he had at bats. Like, crazy stuff like that. Hmm. And I just thought that those little nuggets, like teasing out those little nuggets, were were so cool. And so, you know, I started playing around with doing it with football stuff. Wow! So. And you come up with these are are conceptual, like what what if type stats. Some of them are, and and you just come up with those and you develop them, you research them, you develop them, you throw them out there, and people just eat them up. I mean, it's it's just been remarkable how this thing has taken off. You've got what over twenty, almost twenty two thousand. Uh, Twitter followers and and it's strictly I mean it's obviously you've got some personality in there but it's strictly the Sooners are great and Texas A&M's a joke and Oklahoma State's (laughs) a a joke and Texas is a joke right I mean is that am I oversimplifying it no no not at all (laughs) I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there I mean that's that's essentially it. And and the thing is, for those little like tidbits and little stats and stuff, Twitter is like the perfect medium, right? It's something that is quick. You can read it. It jumps out and, you know, people people eat it up I, I, to a, to an extent that I never thought would was a thing was ever would ever be a thing. But it's been it's been a lot of fun. So the one I read today was one of my favorites in a long, long time. I follow your I follow your work uh, religiously, but the, the one I read today is just fantastic. I read it to my wife over morning coffee, and she had a laugh before she went off to work. Jalen Hurts through seven games is averaging 11.68 yards per play. Sam Ellinger, if he threw 25 straight 75-yard touchdown passes, would only average 11.4 yards per play. Hashtag 
Texas Fact Tuesday. Seriously, where do you come up with these? Where, where do they come from, the genesis of these uh, thoughts? Uh, so I do a lot of uh, – I mean, this is going to sound really boring, but I do a lot of just scrolling through numbers and data and lists. And, you know, you do it long enough, you start noticing little patterns, you know. And it also helps that you know, I have a bit of a math background. And so, you know, I know how slowly averages can move up, especially this far into a season, you know. And so that's going to sound a lot crazier than, you know, really it is. You know, over seven games, that average gets solidified, right? You know, Hertz outperforms Ellinger over and over and over and over again. And this deep in the season, that's hard to change. And so, you know, you can kind of figure out, Okay, well, what would it take to change that? And it's always something ridiculous that doesn't really sit right in your brain, right? Like it seems wrong. I I love that. I love those little when I can get one of those that just kind of like makes you go, what? Huh? Yeah, that can't be right. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I love that. So, yeah, that's that's all I do is I, I mean, I'm just I mean, I probably am pretty good at picking those things out. But I mean, I do spend a lot of time just scrolling Right. It's, it's so interesting. What, what, what are you working on right now? What, uh, what strikes you or maybe what tweets uh, this is going to post uh, on Thursday's Locked On Sooners podcast? Just curious, what can you tease the listener with that would be coming out Friday and over the weekend? So uh, lately, like I said, this, t- this uh, time of the season, averages start, you know, really starting to get silly. Things like uh, things like Hertz's passing efficiency. That's going to be wild. I might throw out a how many pick sixes can Jalen Hurts throw and still have a higher passing efficiency than Sam Ellinger, you know, <laughs> something like that. It's going to be crazy. I, I don't know the number offhand, but it's going to be wild. So just to help the reader out or the listener in this case, you've got Texas Fact Tuesday. You've got yes. Bedlam Fact Friday. And yes. when does Texas A&M run their, uh, their, their we embarrassing do. statistics? We do Aggie Fact Thursday. Aggie Fact Thursday, brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the statistic that has really stands out to me about this offense, and I'm writing, I'm working on something for later in the week about uh, the Sooners had 59 plays, offensive plays against West Virginia, and mm. I, as the game was unfolding, I was looking out there and I was noticing they were intentionally going slow. The offense, Lincoln Riley's offense, was intentionally going slow, and I said, you know what this is? This is. This is him trying to help out the defense. This is him having hired a new defensive coordinator and intentionally slowing things down so his defense doesn't, and it's, we've seen it week after week, so his defense doesn't have to face 85, 90, 100 plays like like he's doing to other defenses. And what a brilliant strategi- strategic move. But here's where I'm going with this is your tweet. Oklahoma's first in, the, in, in FBS in offensive yards per game, yet they're 116th out of 129 teams and offensive plays per game. How does something like that happen? Can they possibly be any more efficient? I, I don't see how. I mean, and it's a good time to be efficient. I mean, this is in the age, of, in, in the time of college football right now, everything's moving towards efficiency, especially on offense. And, you know, if, if college football is about efficiency, Oklahoma's driving a Tesla. I mean, they're, it, it's, it's wild. I don't know. And, and like you said, there's, there's parts of the, game at the end where you know it's almost like the running backs are trying to run four yards a carry like they're almost milking it right (laughs) they're trying to 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 slow the game down i don't know it's it's incredible to me 
So oh, here's a, here's a thing. Um, this was a couple weeks ago, um, but at the time, since Lincoln Riley became the head coach, he had averaged more yards per play than the record that Army held for 65 years. Wow. It was 9.1, I think, 9.4 yards per play. And he had averaged that over two-plus seasons. And that record, like I said, that record stood until, I think, 2006 when Hawaii beat it. And it's incredible, like, what we're witnessing. It makes it makes my job easier as the stat guy. Yeah, he makes it fun. Lincoln <laughs> Riley makes it fun, not just to watch for OU fans, I'm sure, but to, to actually cover this team. It's uh, it's something else. Um, and, and I've covered some amazing offensive teams through the years. But I've never gotten to to know a coach whose mind works like this, like Lincoln Riley's. It's just amazing. It really is. All right. Well, Stephen, that will do it for the first episode. Man, we can't thank you enough. This is going to be a ton of fun. You join us uh, every Thursday. So uh, listeners need to tune in for sure every Thursday to catch Stephen and the brilliance that is Lincoln Riley. You guys throw up that bat signal anytime you need some stats. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. That's it for today's show. Hope you guys like the Blinken Riley because we're going to bring him back every Thursday on the Locked On Sooners podcast. Tomorrow, we'll go over the keys to the game, how Oklahoma wins, how Oklahoma loses. We're going to need you to know your enemy. And don't forget the Ask Hoover segment where I answer your questions on Twitter. If you want to participate, it's hashtag Ask Hoover. Find me on Twitter at John E. Hoover and just send me your college football questions. I'll answer them right here on the podcast. The Locked On Sooners podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm John Hoover, and you can follow me on Twitter at John E. Hoover, on Facebook at John E. Hoover Media, on YouTube at John Hoover. Find all my columns, stories, blogs, and more at thefranchiseok.com. And don't forget to follow the Locked On Sooners podcast on Twitter at Locked On Sooners. Hit that subscribe button, share your Locked On Sooners podcast with your friends, and I would really love it if you left me a comment or a rating. Thanks for listening. See you guys.